It's time for the weekly sports dump. And I'm your host, Joe Canale. It's an NFL week, and you know what that means. It is time to go maximum football with the football consigliere, Pro Football Max, joining us. Welcome, Max. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And we're doing, uh, maybe we're going to put a couple of these games out on a little video, so it's uh, nice to see uh, your abode there. Your logo here, I guess you're looking for sponsorship, so that's a yes. that's, that's for all the folks out there. Your logo can uh, go right behind Max. And we've started talking to some brands, but we have not secured a title sponsor yet for the off-season programming that we are planning. So if you'd like to find out more about how you can become a title sponsor for some of our off-season programming, I encourage you to reach out directly to info at profootballmax.com. There you go. And you're going to want to get in on the off-season because I think the rates are a little lower than when the regular season starts up. Uh-huh. No, absolutely. Absolutely. 100% sure. Okay. Uh, Likewise with the sports dump, by the way, everybody. Okay. So, of course, Max, you're here to pick the games, and we're going to go through them. And this week, we'll just go through them one at a time. We'll hit these games. And you've got some interesting observations coming up. And as we were saying off air, there's a couple duds, but really only a couple. Everything Mm -hmm. else has something at stake. So a nice week in the NFL here. Good job with your parody. Let's go uh, Indiana at Minnesota on a Saturday. On Saturday, finally. Saturday football is is happening. That's the best part of the end of college football is the NFL now takes over the entire weekend and they not do. just Sundays. My favorite part of December. But uh, Indianapolis at Minnesota, obviously a lot of people are looking at Minnesota to kind of come back after, respond after that loss to Detroit and thinking, you know, you got a bottom three team here. This should be a good game to respond against. But I actually think this game is going to be a little closer. I am picking Minnesota. But it's really, I think, you look at Indianapolis's offense, you look at Minnesota's defense, both are very, one can't pass, the other can't stop the pass. Can't really rely on either there. You want to no. believe that Minnesota's offense should be the dominant unit in this game. But Indianapolis's defense is third best in the league against the pass. Wow. So, yeah, surprise, surprise, surprise. Found that out this week. And so... When I started looking at it, I said, I do think Minnesota's going to win, and I think they're going to win on the back of Dalvin Cook. He has not had the best month coming into December and mid-December, but this is a game where they need him to step up and play like who he should have been playing all year. First week of the fantasy playoffs, look for Dalvin Cook to put up some numbers and Minnesota to sneak away. I like the little uh, fantasy tip in there. All right, moving on to a division matchup here. The battle of the backup or the third string quarterback, I guess, with Baltimore, right? And is that it does look like Huntley's going to play tomorrow? Oh, he is going to play. Okay, Mm -hmm. Uh, but you got Cleveland going to win. I do. When you look at Baltimore and Cleveland, these are two of the top five rushing teams in football, but they both have a little ding against them going into this week. You know, Baltimore has been dominant against the rush against the last six weeks. No one is running on them. And But then you look at Baltimore's rushing offense, it's anchored around Lamar Jackson, who's not playing this week. So you have two quarterbacks playing, both of whom are playing their third game of the season. Deshaun Watson versus Huntley. Watson's first game at home, I don't know what the reaction's going to be, but I think this is the game that he's going to win. I think they they win it by a touchdown. 
I think the reaction is going to be uh, disappointingly positive in his favor <laughs> uh, at the stadium there, especially if they start winning. And yeah, uh, Huntley, you have a, I mean, he 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 had a concussion last week, and he and he's a running quarterback. That's a dangerous combination for him going mm-hmm. out. Early. Uh, Miami and Buffalo, another division matchup, but this is up north. You have Buffalo winning, despite they're, they're, they've had a few injuries, but it's going to be cold. It, it is going to be cold. I, I, I went to college in, in the city of Buffalo. I lived there for four years. Where'd you go to school? University at Buffalo. SUNY Buffalo? SUNY, well, yep, yep. SUNY Albany. Oh, very, very nice. Just down, just uh, across the, um, just across the 95. Yeah, the Erie Canal. Yeah, but when when I think of and I listen to some of the quotes from Mike McDaniel and and Tua this week about the cold and the incredible amount of disrespect they are paying the cold weather, and well that dumb shirt that he wore to practice this week. When I my senior year of college, there was a guy I knew from San Diego was a Chargers fan. He and I went to a game in Buffalo, and he wore he wore no shirt in the second half of that game. He held up a sign that said, "It's only cold if you're losing." And it's going to be a very, very cold day for Mike McDaniel. If he, oh, dear. He, oh I, I'm, I'm predicting a Buffalo blowout, a, a twenty-point win by Buffalo. Ooh, I like it. And and look, you you were at the front of that snow belt there, uh, and I was at the back end of that snow belt, and it is cold and windy. You're right. That's the wind is worse than just the cold. That's mm-hmm. what really kills you because that cuts through everything. Absolutely. Speaking of cold, Philadelphia at Chicago, another city I lived in that's goddamn cold and windy. You know, a a couple weeks ago, I was looking at this game and I thought Chicago had a chance at the upset. And I kind of came into my analysis of this game looking for a way in which I thought Chicago could beat Philadelphia at home, off the bye. Philadelphia, maybe looking ahead to Dallas. You know, I, I'm I'm trying to play the angle because I want to believe Chicago can win it, but in the end, I, I don't think they will. I do think they'll cover because nine and a half points is a lot, and you know Justin Fields can do amazing things. That's a lot of have, points for a road team. It is, but that that's going to have to be the Superman of Superman of Superman performances if if Chicago is going to knock off Philadelphia. I just don't see how they do it. Philly wins, Chicago covers. A little bit, maybe peek into the future of uh, football, uh, which is the present of football as well. But these two quarterbacks here, really two of the the, the certainly more mobile quarterbacks who oh. use their legs a good amount. I want to watch this game. I hope this game is scheduled next year somehow. And I want to see it in the month of September when both guys are healthy and both yeah, teams are ready. Right. Don't wait on this one next year, NFL schedulers. And keeping the divisional matchups going and... Now, this is something on the line. Atlanta at New Orleans, believe it or not. Two of the teams competing with uh, the other two losing record teams for that division. (laughs) No, and, um, you know, two teams coming off the bye week. Both teams, despite their terrible seasons and terrible records, still have a shot to win the division. And whichever team doesn't win this game, you got to think is out of the race. They're going to be the first team out. Even though mathematically they might still be in it. You got to think realistically – Whichever team loses isn't going to be in it. Only in this division are these two teams not like four games eliminated. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, when Atlanta announced that they were going to Desmond Ritter at quarterback, I was kind of curious. I was like, is this their way of admitting that they're no longer in the playoff race? Or is this their way of trying to make a last-ditch effort? But then as I looked at this game, I think, you know, they're a running team no matter who plays quarterback. Yeah. And 
if he comes in and gives them something that they didn't have before, they should beat New Orleans by 10 points. Well, but and even- it's the first game of him playing. Mm-hmm. So there's no film on him, and he throws deep a little bit more. Uh, I heard me well, time saying it. Uh, <laughs> he, he th- I got to give credit, but he throws deep more than, uh, than certainly than Mariota. No, there's going to be a few plays in there. There's going to be some stuff that New Orleans hasn't seen. And I think we've seen everything we're going to see from New Orleans this year. The The real way I see them beating Atlanta is by outrunning Atlanta, by, you know, outdriving them, by keeping Atlanta's offense off the field, by keeping their defense fresh for the fourth quarter, because that's how Atlanta wins games, by wearing yep. teams out. Yep. And that's going to rely on Alvin Kamara. And where we talked earlier about Dalvin Cook, and Dalvin Cook's really going to need to be there for this for his game. I'm not as confident that Alvin Kamara is going to be, show up for New Orleans season. from yeah, beginning from to a- end. So I, I know what New Orleans is favored by four, and they're playing at home, but I'm taking Atlanta for the win in this one. Yeah, and you're right with running backs. When when the end comes, it comes quick. Uh-huh. Uh So Detroit at the Jets. Yeah, your, jet, your Jets. Uh, so yesterday you had the Jets in this game. I looked at your uh, Instagram, but Mike White is out and they're back to the old boy, Wilson. Does this change your pick? It does not change my pick. Whoa. Yeah. When, when I was thinking this was probably the last game I chose yesterday because I really felt like the Jets were going to win it. And I wanted to make sure I wasn't being a homer. And when I really thought about how the Jets were going to win it and why I thought the Jets were going to win it, Mike White was not a big part of that equation. He, it was the defense. It's the way they match up. What I, what I love about Detroit, I really watched their last two games a little closer than I had watched them before. Detroit is not – they don't have a top 10 quarterback. They don't have a top 10 wide receiver. They don't have a top 10 running back. You know how Detroit is beating people on offense? By confusing them, by punching them in the mouth. It's left hook right to the gut, knee to the face. Well, that game clincher to uh, Panay Sewell was uh, quite a ballsy pick. Every time you think, you watch enough football, you kind of know, oh, they're going to run here, they're going to pass. You watch Detroit, and you don't know what's coming next. They surprise people, not by being better than them, but by just confusing them. And I don't see them doing that to the Jets this week. I am concerned if Quinn and Williams doesn't play. That does, you know, worry me because he is their best defensive player. Maybe Sauce, but I'm going to go with Williams. But I think the Jets can can do some tricky things. I think you may see a little bit more blitzing, especially without Williams in the lineup. Instead of so much four-man rush, we might see Goff getting run around and getting put off his spot and yes. getting confused. The things, the reasons I, I like the Jets, and I got to believe that Wilson is going to play better after three games on the bench. Sometimes being sometimes being separated from it. Hopefully, he was paying attention. The, the biggest problem watching Wilson as a Jets fan was the way he just bailed out and didn't commit to his throws. You mentioned when that he, decisiveness. Decisiveness. When I saw Mike White that first week, what I saw was a decisive guy. Whether he got it or not, he knew where that ball was going, and it came out like it was on fire. Yeah. And you got to think Wilson's learned something in the last three weeks. Commit to your throws. Step into them. Yeah. Look for you got good receivers, man. I, I I'm keeping with the Jets at home, and they're at home, which which could be you know Detroit is a, a good offense but a dome team. So mm-hmm. and now and I got to say I follow your picks, so not everyone might be on that one. But each week, a couple of your picks that might seem outside the uh, conventional thinking do hit. Speaking of. 
your Carolina Panthers are here yeah. uh, at home against Pittsburgh. And you're, of course, picking them to win. You said they were going to win out. I, I said, um, yeah, <laughs> I, I originally picked them to win the last four of the season. And then I went into last week saying, you know what? I think they're going to beat Seattle, too. Two weeks ago, I told you I had them winning the South. Right. I'm And now playing Pittsburgh at home, no Kenny Pickett. I I don't see how Pittsburgh wins this game. I think Carolina, I'm not saying it's going to be a huge blowout, but Carolina comfortably covers this game, comfortably wins. What's and the, by uh, the end of the this? day, I think it's three and a half. And by the end of the day, if everything goes their way, Carolina could be leading the NFC South by the end of the day Sunday. Well, I mean, as you said before, either Atlanta or New Orleans is going to knock one of those teams out of it. And then we'll get to Tampa Bay in a minute. But before we do, we'll do Dallas at Jacksonville. So the Cowboys look kind of crappy in that game with Houston. Maybe they certainly weren't looking forward to Jacksonville. Uh, so no, but on paper, this game has all the makings of a trap game. Every single, you know, an under a good team in Jacksonville underachieving all season, but playing at home late December, they're not going to win the Super Bowl. This could be their Super Bowl. Dallas the, thinks that they had their trap game last week and got out of it. And that's why, but that's why I think they did. You know, they said, um, I think Dak Prescott had a quote I saw where he said, We got more out of a out of this having a close game with Houston than we got out of beating them by 30 points. I, and I, think and that. I I believe that's true. I think every once in a while, a great team's got to get slapped in the mouth before they can go on their way to do great things. The classic example is the 85 Bears losing the last game of the regular season to not go undefeated. They still went on to win the Super Bowl, but sometimes they were a cocky team, those 85 Bears. And sometimes you need that slap to remind you, hey, you still need to show up every week. So yeah, better the slap come in the regular season. Mm -hmm, exactly. And better it come in a game that you still find a way to win. And that's why I see Dallas winning this game this week. They got their slap in the mouth last week. This is the week before they go to Philadelphia, before they host Philadelphia next week. This is a game to reestablish, you know, we know who we are. I, I think Dallas is just going to run over 200 yards. They're going to control time of possession in this game. They're going to do it the right, by the book way, big win for Dallas going into a big showdown with Philadelphia. That's right. They got that uh, Philly game coming up. Now, speaking of teams who play it close uh, most of the time, uh, and Houston from last week, Kansas City at Houston. I suspect this might not be as close a game. Well, the, the spread on this game is 14 points, and I, think, and I think Houston will cover that. If for no other reason than Kansas City is playing their third consecutive game on the road. And they don't and ever cover, it seems like. No, and even with Denver last week, you know, Denver made some scores at the end of the half, made some scores at the end of the game, finds a way to go. 14 points is a lot. The uh, quarterback in Houston, you know, he, he pulled this trick last year where he started, got benched for a couple games, came back and had a nice December. No reason to believe that Kansas City's defense is going to shut him down. Yeah. Every reason to believe Patrick Mahomes will blow out Houston. Yeah, but... 14 points is a lot. I'm, I'm taking Kansas City, but I'm picking Houston to cover. Yeah, I think Kansas City will have a lead of uh, 14 at some point, but it won't. Uh, I think you're right. That, that a first half lead of 14. Perhaps, <laughs> yes. Uh, now here's a game we can get through pretty quick. The Arizona Cardinals at Denver. A couple of the biggest yeah. disappointments of the season. 
You know, if this game was earlier in the season, at least it could have been hyped up. Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, but now neither one of them are playing. I Logic says Denver's defense should win at home, but Arizona's actually pretty good with um with Colt McCoy. Is that's who plays quarterback? And I think Cliff Kingsbury's coaching for his future a little bit more because I think Nathaniel Hackett's future has already been decided. Yeah, I don't I just, know that that team has anything left for him. No, I mean, is Denver really going to get better now that Russell Wilson's not playing? Like, come on, like anyone who thinks that's just a Russell Wilson hater. So I'm sticking with Arizona in this. Well, one. I yeah, think I don't. I don't know that Russell Wilson is what they thought he was going to be, but I do think he's better than whoever their backup is. The best player on the field right in this game is DeAndre Hopkins. The second best player on the field is uh, Marquise Brown. And those two guys play for a guy who can get the ball in their hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Colt can throw it. Uh, mm -hmm. All right, so moving on to uh, Las Vegas. New, uh, the We have the master versus the pupil. We've got uh, Belichick versus what's his face? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Josh, the, the Raiders coach, uh, the the, Josh, the offensive Josh little genius guy. I know everything about him. He turned down the Colts. Yes, he did. He he did turn down the Colts because of um, reasons that none of us will ever be privy to. Well, maybe he knew about um, what's his face, Andrew Luck. Yeah. No, this was, was this all after Andrew that. Luck. Before. Yeah, no, this was – he turned it down before that. He turned down the Colts probably because of Deflategate. Um, probably because, you know, the Patriots had decided that this – you know, everything they went through over Deflategate was so embarrassing, and it was really because of the Colts snitching on them that they were never going to allow the Colts to have one of their guys to coach their few, their next Peyton Manning. It wasn't going to happen. That's, that's always my suspicion of it. But – with respect to this week, you know, Vegas, I mean, they, they had won three in a row and then they had that most brutal, most brutal loss um, in, in the end to Baker Mayfield on his third day with the Rams. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I don't see a lot of run, even though Josh Jacobs is their offense. I don't see a lot of running in this game. I think that I, I think it's going to be a really high passing game. I think both teams are going to throw for 30 plus passes. I think both teams are going to throw for over 300 yards. I Mac think, Jones over 300 yards. I, I think so. I like Mac Jones. I like Mac Jones more than anyone else. I know. <laughs> and I'm a Jets fan, but yeah, I, I, maybe, maybe, maybe it's because you've got a vague resemblance to Matt Patricia. Who's the offensive coordinator. You I could do some cameos and actually make a few bucks as a Matt Patricia guy. Yeah, but but then I couldn't look at myself in the mirror when I after went to the bathroom. But I think Mac Jones, all this stuff about Mac Jones and Matt Patricia, if you I gotta pick a side, I'm picking Mac Jones' well, side. Well, for sure. For and sure. <laughs> his guy wants to open it up. He wants yeah. to throw the ball down the he field. He was better last year. Yes, he he played very well last year. They had a 10-game win streak, and he was strong in that win streak. I understand he had a terrible start to the year. I understand his backup came in and played really well when he went down. But I like Mac Jones. I don't think we've seen his best football yet. And yet you're picking the Raiders. I am picking the Raiders because I think – Back-to-back -back on the road is tough for some teams. You know, New England played Monday night football, and now they got a short week to go back west to Las Vegas. Las Vegas has had 
four extra days of rest to prepare for this game. The Probably the biggest game that Josh McDaniels circled on his calendar at yeah. the beginning of the year. Their offense is fully healthy right now. There's rumors that Darren Waller might even play this week. Whoa. So rumors, rumors. Okay. But this is the game that he's got to show off. He practiced against this defense, the Belichick defense, over the course of years. If there's one guy who's going to know, who's been in the room, who's going to know where the keys are and know a way to get it. And, you know, like I said, four, four extra days of rest. If there's one guy who's going to know what really irritates Mac Jones, he wants to throw the long ball. They're going to give him the short game, and that's why he's going to throw for a lot of passes. You know, it's – I just – I That's see true. It. That's true. I, I can see him knowing Mac Jones being actually the, the, the determining thing. And at this point in the year, those four extra days of rest – So that much. Could, that could be a, a big factor. Uh, th- this is my big surprise of the week, really. Last week – when I told you Chargers over Dolphins and people were like, what, what? This is my what, what of the week this week is Raiders over Patriots. Well, and it is, it is like save your job season. And mm-hmm. I think as you were saying before, who needs it more to save their job? Well, that's certainly McDaniels in this instance. And, and Derek of, and Derek Carr and yes, Derek Carr. Perhaps he wants to still play with his old buddy, uh, um, Devante. So Tennessee at Chargers, speaking of coaches who perhaps are coaching for their job, I think maybe in San Diego that's the case. Where? Where? Los Angeles. <laughs> Our Los Angeles Chargers. No, I absolutely agree with you. And um, I, I do think the Chargers are going to win this week at home. Everything I liked about the Chargers last week, I like about them this week in spades. Um, they've th- they can throw for over 300 yards a game. They will throw for over 300 yards this game because what does Tennessee do? Tennessee stops the run really well. Yep. What do the Chargers not do? They don't really run the ball that much. So it wouldn't surprise me if a couple sneaks, a couple you know good plays, a couple smart runs get called in this game, and maybe they do run for over 100. But I'm just looking for you know Herbert to Allen. And he's got to both of his receivers. And that's what I've been waiting for all season long was to see just Allen and Williams on the outsides, healthy, looking right. Herbert just being the guy who he was two years ago and last year. Tennessee has lost their last three. And for a minute, it was, oh, well, Tennessee can't beat the good teams. But T- Jacksonville hurt them last week. That game wasn't even close. And Jacksonville is not a good team. Every yeah. The, the Chargers are a good team. Chargers should win this game. All right. And, uh, and yeah, and, and the thing about those receivers being back is the other receivers he had, I think it's maybe Palmer and Carter or something. Now they go to, they're much better as a three, four. A hundred percent. That's the great, that's the silver lining when your best like receivers and running backs go down, you, especially receivers, you get some real great development time in the middle of the season for guys you're going to need at the end of the season. Palmer and, and, yeah. is a, would be a really good number two on some teams. You know, he's a great number three for this team. Now, speaking of a team that has a bunch of good receivers and returning to your Carolina winning their division narrative, we've got Cincinnati at Tampa Bay. Uh, there have been a few reports that people are thinking this is Tom Brady's last season, which on the one hand, I think you can go, yeah, no shit. But again, it's Tom Brady. And it's yeah. like, you can't dismiss it. No, it's hard to see Tom. It's hard to see Tom Brady going out on this team. 
it made sense last year. You know what? They were a playoff team. They got to the second round. They lost a good game. That's okay. You can go out that, that way. But to go out on a sub-500 team or even on a first-round playoff loss, it's just – I and, – and not only that, there's going to be – I can't see Tom Brady going out that way. And not only that, but there's going to be at least five teams, probably closer to ten teams, looking for a new quarterback this offseason. There might be – Sean Payton might be out there looking for a new job. There's a situation – it's not going to be hard to lure Tom Brady to back to football if he gets to pick his team. It's this is not Tom Brady's last year. Okay, I'm, all right. You know, I worked I worked, I worked at a theater uh, called Second City, and we had a thing that you know you would do your shows there, and you never wanted to do one show too many. You wanted to leave uh-huh. on a positive and stuff, and and even if the show wasn't great that you were in, you sometimes you're like, oh, I don't want to do one show too many because I've seen that. Difference is in the NFL, if you stay one season too many, you could get brain damaged. Yeah, like, you can also still get twenty million dollars. Yeah, but how much more money does the guy need? Uh, for him, it's not about money. You're it's right. about winning and legacy. I mean, he goes. Let's let's just pick a team. Let's just say the San Francisco 49ers. Well, that's yes, that's what he goes to, to San Francisco. With. He goes to San Francisco, does a year or two at home. Wins a Super Bowl, comes the only quarterback to win on three teams. Are you telling me there's not like enough love for football? Well, and he, that team's offense with with Debo Samuel like, and Christian McCaffrey and George Kittle. Like you telling me that you know it's kind of like what Tampa Bay was when he went yeah. there. Exactly, but you know what you do there now? They got they have Trey Lance, who they've invested a lot of time in. You know what, Trey Lance, you're going to sit a year or two on the bench behind the greatest ever. We still believe in you for the ten years that follow. And we got packages with him. We got packages with that guy. Mm -hmm. And then you'd look at Brock Purdy, and you trade Mister Irrelevant to one of those other ten teams that needs a quarterback that has a top ten draft pick. Because would you rather? Wouldn't you rather have Brock Purdy? next year than someone who's playing in college right now isn't that worth a top 10 pick in the draft you said <laughs> i don't think nfl exactly you're it's a good sales pitch but Rob Purdy's a rookie buying that he's a rookie you take him that if you look hey, back on and you take him over anyone that would be draft you look at these six games and you think he scouts better than anyone you would draft with a top 10 pick you take purdy now cuz you won't have to pay him first round money for another 2 years well, and he can start on you might want to trade for him if you don't have a super high pick i don't know if you're getting a top 10 pick i'm you, saying you, the colt the colts at number 8 no way no way are they giving that up no way mm-hmm. if he I gets within a game of the if he gets within a game of the super bowl the Colts, somewhere between five and ten, trading okay. for Brock Purdy. Well, you heard I'm it here. On I'm the glad we're doing zone. video on this too, so I can save that in the archives. Mm-hmm. All right, so on to the game: Cincinnati yeah. at Tampa Bay. You know, if Mahomes and Burrow is the new Brady versus Manning, which a lot of people think it is, a lot of people want to say Mahomes is Brady. No, I think Burrow is Brady. I think this is the passing of the torch game that everyone's tried to hype up the last five times. Uh, you know, Mahomes has played uh, Brady. I think this is the passing of the torch because Manning always, when you watched Manning and Brady, you just thought Manning was better if you didn't know what you were talking about. But Brady was the guy who won more and won in the bigger moments and just did more. And Brady comes out on top. Uh, it's it's a one and one A. 
but Brady is one. And it's the same thing right now with Mahomes and, and Burrow. The difference Mahomes is the coach should... situation was different for those guys, but I could see that where 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 Manning was the better thrower. It's like it's like uh, Montana and Marino. Mm-hmm. Marino, Everyone uh, thinks Marino, Marino... had an arm. Mm-hmm. And he went to the Super Bowl faster, and he was good. But who won the Super Bowls? Who had more success? Who developed players around him better? You know, this is. I just think this is the passing of the torch game. I I don't think it's going to be some heavy blowout. I think it's going to be a competitive game. Yeah. But I see Cincinnati winning this one for sure. All right, just don't let Brady have the ball at the end of the game. That's the only thing to do. All this True. quarterback talk of Purdy, his brother plays for Nebraska now, and Burroughs Burrow should have played for Nebraska. His whole <laughs> parents did. Makes me so mad. All right, speaking of football, that makes me mad. This is the first time, well, last uh, last week was actually the first time, but the Giants and the Redskins, no, I, I'm in 1988. Throw a dollar in the jar. Throw Absolutely. a dollar in the jar. I should. The uh, the football team, no, the commanders. <laughs> throw throw a half dollar team. in the jar, half dollar in the jar. I prefer football team because it's generic enough that it could still count. But it was a good game. <laughs> Giants at Washington. Yeah, so these teams two played two weeks ago, and there was a tie, as we all know, in New York. Now, since then, Washington has had a very nice rest, feet up on the couch, time to get healthy, time to get ready to play at home. Meanwhile, the Giants had a blowout loss to another division opponent. Yeah, I, I um, the wheels are coming hit. off right now for the Giants. No, and and we, you and I talked about this. Was it last week where we looked at some of the Giants' wins early in the season, the things that made us think they were a good team, and we look back at those wins and say, other than Baltimore, who did they really beat? Yeah. Um, you know, the, the wheels. And even Baltimore has proven to be beatable this year by bad they teams. Have. They have, they have. And so, yeah, you, you got to pick Washington in this game. There's really no other choice. No, I'm sad to see it, but I'm glad the, the, the Giants are, are good. And and again, they have their draft pick, so there's... No, this is still a build year for them. Because if they would have started out terrible and won games late, nobody would have noticed. Nobody would have cared. People wouldn't have paid attention until next year. The fact that they had the fan base excited for the first half and then the season kind of fell into where it was going to be... This is okay. There's 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 going to be more oomph. There's going to be yeah. more offseason. There's going to be you people can see it's a better attention. coach. Yeah, you're going to see more people paying attention to Giants camp next year than would have had the season flipped where they were bad and then got good. So I think this is um you know overall we're gonna we're gonna look back on this year and for the Giants say this was a good transition year, yeah. better than expected. It wasn't the rebuild year. It was a transition year, and you know but they're still going to lose this week to Washington. Yeah, that's true. Well, you know, that's what you need the consigliere to do is give it to you straight. And that's what <laughs> football Max just did. He gave it to me straight and I can take it. I'd rather get the, tr I'd rather get the painful truth than a, than a pleasant lie. Yes. Yes. So, we don't. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of lying to people. I, I no, just, me either. I, I like well, to you're consider East Coast. myself. You're SUNY kid. Yeah. I like to consider myself an enabler, but I don't like to tell people what they like, just something that they just want to hear. So. No, no. Well, sometimes the truth is like, you know, you're better when you're drunk. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, uh, we're taking next week off, but we're going right. to try to shoot back the week after that. So have a happy holiday.